Well, it's here, Alex Winley joining me. Miami Freedom Park. Uh, finally, a, a situation that we all can smile about. Took a while, uh, more than six hours of debate in the in the city count uh, in the city commission uh, today, and uh, we we have tired eyes, we have tired uh, understanding of tired everything that we've been through with a a, a, a a lot of drama, a lot of negotiation, uh, but by a four to one vote. Uh, Miami Freedom Park can advance into the next process, into the next phase of this. There's going to be zoning issues, little, like, tiny little things that, that are nuanced here and there. So not a done deal yet, but it's a done deal, right? Like, there's just going to be, like, these little done, uh, tiny zoning issues that, that they're going to have to deal with. Um, a lot to get to in it, but just first off, when you heard, as the Dade representative of us, when you heard <laughs> that announcement, what was your first feeling? It honestly felt super surreal. Uh, you know, when this was first announced years ago, I, I genuinely never thought that, you know, a project of this scale would get announced. And, you know, it's just crazy how the ownership was, were able to to just persevere through everything you know i think when billy corbin re released that video last week i think we all thought oh okay this is you know he made some compelling points you know maybe the commissioners will be swayed a bit but and you know with the six-hour debate we had uh, uh this uh uh this afternoon late into the night you know they they brought up some concerns and you know all of them were valid and it even got to the point where they didn't have all the votes and they had to go back for another hour to just to, to discuss that and uh eventually you know they got you know, Moss, uh, you know, uh, sort of, you know, he, not to cave in, but he, he gave up some concessions to say, okay, look, we want what's going to be best for the I, city. Let, let's just and, start there because I, I yeah. give him a ton of credit. He came in and he said, what do you need to cross this finish line? What do I need to do to make this happen? A lot of what you said with what Billy Corbin was bringing up, with what David Sampson was bringing up, he said you know what, forget it. Like, what do you guys need to make this deal finally happen? And I give him a lot of credit for that. Yeah, and it was impressive to see, you know, the speech that Moss made was super compelling. He even uh, convinced me, even though I didn't really need convincing. There was a lot of points in there that I never I never thought about uh, before. You know, there was this one bit about, you know, it being, you know, next to, a, a you know, the, the Miami International Airport, and if other bidders were to come in to say wanted to build a shopping mall or whatnot, they, they only have a certain amount of height for them to be able to do that, whether it was an apartment complex or, or whatnot. So, you know, it was smart of him to include that because I, I was sitting there saying, hmm, it makes sense. And even looking at the renderings, the renderings compared to the first uh, batch of them, they, they're completely scaled down. The stadium's a bit lower to the ground, uh, a bit more... Uh, a circular and um it's almost as if, it's, as if you know the stadium's sort of in the ground and it goes up instead of building on top of the ground that's already there i don't know i'm not an architect but uh the renderings are interesting and i just thought you know moss made a really compelling speech and i honestly think that's what swayed a couple of uh you know just mainly ken russell really yeah you know, ken russell was the deciding vote we, we yeah, knew he was and right yeah, no, he was valid to, 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 you know, he had concerns for his district and, 
you know, it did get heated because, you know, it was a long day and, yeah, people were tired and all of the commissioners, they, they got what they needed for uh, their district, but Ken Russell wasn't completely satisfied and, you know, he's fair, well, let, let, fair let's play to him. Let's just talk too. about that. At, at one point, Ken yeah. Russell and Alex Diaz de la Padilla, like, did get into it that, that mm-hmm. caused the big recess of the day. Um, I, I I thought that you know, I thought that Russell was there. So I was a little surprised when he had yeah, same. Um, w- what, like, I, I thought that what he had asked for, Moss had said to him, hey, like, I'm okay with this. Like, I don't like yeah. it, but I'm okay with it. And I thought Ken Russell was there. So when he said, well, then this is going to be 3-2, I was like, whoa and then the outburst from alex diaz de la portilla happened like the, the... that was that hunger frustration we've been here for five hours let's get this over with <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, um <laughs> I, I was surprised by that what i would say to it is that I, i'm glad that the process worked okay so let's go through some of the details here right so the mm-hmm. rent was increased to 4.3 million right per year um they're they're going to be responsible for some of the land reclamation. We've heard this word, this term used a lot. What that basically means is the sewage that needs to be cleaned up from underneath Mel Reese is going to be shared, the cost of, of what that's going to be, right? On top of that, they're going to be able to build retail. They're going to be able to build the office park. They're going to be able to build the parking that we all talked about that Moss really wanted to do. So I think that that's really, really good. There's $20 million, and this was Ken Russell's big thing, that is going to be more equitably shared. Diaz de la Portilla wanted it to be mostly going to his district because his district is where Mel Reese is. So Russell wanted it to be more equitably shared throughout the city. That, That seems to be a hurdle that we crossed. The other thing that I thought that was w- was very good was, you know, uh, Christine King uh, uh, wanting the for uh, Overtown to that that property that they still own to be yeah, used, I think that was yeah, super important, right? To be used more equitably. The other thing that Ken Russell got from it was an eighteen a, a pledge to raise to it'll it'll be a progressive inclusion but a raise to an $18 minimum wage for for citizen and a prioritization to hire residents of Miami proper, citizens of Miami. And, and there will be others from Broward, from Palm Beach. We all know that. We all live here. We all understand that. But the, yeah. these inclusions in the process, I think, were really nice acquisitions to the negotiations as it went in i thought that moss made a very strong opening statement but i could see where some of the commissioners had certain issues that they wanted to raise that they were hoping for negotiation with and i think that they did a very good job of raising those concerns addressing those concerns and getting out of it what they wanted and i think that ultimately i mean like even like uh, Reyes, who ultimately was the lone dissenting vote on this, got some yeah. stuff out of this. So mm-hmm. I, while he didn't all, all get all the way there, 
I still think that there were bits and pieces of this that was like a puzzle being put together that ultimately you and I can disagree whether or not this is a good deal for the city of Miami, right? I ultimately am not a fan of, of stadium deals. I'm, I, I'm just not one. But I think that the deal that they got today was better than the deal that when we were talking about this earlier was the deal that was being offered. And I give Moss and his lawyers, who were real, uh, really impressive, really impressive. Yeah, I was, yeah they were up there negotiating the, the minutia of the deal and it I uh, genuinely was impressive. Yeah. I, I give them a lot of credit for coming to the table in good faith and saying, okay, this is what we're willing to go to. If you want to push this, you're willing to, but don't go past this. And I give the commissioners the credit for saying, okay, let's go to the edge and and we'll pass this and so i think that both parties negotiated in good faith and i think that that's ultimately why it, it passed yeah and it's fair play to them you know the commissioners even like you said uh, reyes who was a no he was sitting there saying okay well I, I would like to see this 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 i don't know i don't know what would have had to happen for him to be a yes but even the fact that he was oh out he there, pledged that he was going to be a no so yeah for, from the beginning publicly so it was, was going to be a no so yeah, so it was uh, Ken Russell, the hinge vote, and yeah, he, he he pushed to get what his district needed, and, you know, fair play to them, and uh, Moss's lawyers, they did a really good job. I actually would say that the entire process was very... It's you know, how the system's supposed to work. Yeah, like it was very fair like... on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, both sides got their, their points in, you know, the, the lawyers did, the commissioners did, and it, it was very, you know, fair play to them, honestly. It was an earnest conversation. For, by both sides so so uh, yeah, now no complaints. Is, yeah now the hope is to get this done by the 2026 world cup uh that miami hmm. has a bid in at hard rock that they'll hope to to get it's probably between miami and orlando so do you think in your opinion that this vote advancing with with what mls has been pushing with what hmm. Phil Neville has been pushing and Chris Henderson and, and uh, you know, Moss and Beckham have been pushing. Do you think that this makes a World Cup bid more likely? In my opinion, it does. I think that this moves the needle to get them over the head, uh, over that on Orlando, because I think it's one or the other. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I had no disrespect to Orlando, but Miami is just, oh, it's, it's just far more of a pool, like, you know, like, there's, after, there's Formula One coming. After this, <laughs> it's all right, it's all right, but, you know, Miami is just an event town, you've got Formula One coming, there's the Miami Open um, at the same place, my and, um, Hard Rock uh, Stadium, I don't know if the, if Miami do get the World Cup bid, I don't know if it'll be at Miami Miami Park, but I, think I don't think so. I think it has to be at Hard Rock. The bid has already yeah, been so it's bigger for that. But yeah. my, I will say Miami Freedom Park will probably have, you know, like, you know, how, you know, any World Cup, there's always like in-town activities, you know, for people who are, are coming here, you know, when it's right by the airport, they could stop by <laughs> and, you know, go to Miami Freedom Park. Just there's, there'll be like pickup soccer games and whatnot. So I think it'll be a cool area, like a hub for the Miami as a host city, but I think uh, the games will be at Hard Rock. But yeah, absolutely. I think even then, CONCACAF's headquarters, I believe they're in Miami. So I, I think Miami will get it, even if 
at Miami Stream Park didn't get passed. But it's actually a really yeah, good it point. It's actually a really good point. Concacaf headquarters are in downtown Miami, and and yeah. uh, and so I think that they will have uh, reason to want to push for Miami to happen. Hard Rock, obviously, and Gardens a little different, but in a little far away from the Concacaf main headquarters. But I think that that's. Uh, a good shout. Do you have anything else you want to do or say on this historic day for Inter Miami? Finally, they're going to end up, we don't have to call them Inter Fort Lauderdale or hear any of the jokes anymore or any of the nonsense that anybody's going to say. They got this, the, the deal that they wanted. The, the city got the deal that it wanted. And uh, Inter Miami is going to be playing in Miami. I mean, that's a huge deal. That's amazing. It's not yeah, good for me because it's now like an hour well, and a half drive, but like it's, we're, it's, we're, it's right. a 20 minute drive right now. But like, I, I'm so excited for the club that I, I'm so excited that the process worked, that they got a deal negotiated. It really looked like an approach an appropriate deal that they got together. Yeah. And I think, um, I think that, um, I don't know. Like, sorry, I sorry like, for that. That was know. actually the uh, <laughs> the city government website. <laughs> oh, was it really? Oh, I was like, oh, my phone. I was like, I don't remember opening <laughs> that, but yeah, it was. But yeah, I, I think uh, the I don't know. It just feels so really surreal, and I know there's going to be talk about UM possibly ground sharing with the stadium as well. So we'll see where that goes. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting, but there's still a lot of hoops to go. They have to, you know, there's going to be zoning laws. They have to go through. And of course they got a, a, the um, incinerator ash under that. And plus they, you know, the traffic studies and whatnot. And yeah, but it's, it's going to be, I I will say that I'm looking forward to the construction camera. My big thing is still that I didn't like was, but I, I I liked the, the, uh, and I'll put a bow on it with this. The thing that I enjoyed a lot about it was at a moment, Joe Carroyo, who was, has, you know, was, I'm, I'm not even going to go there, but he <laughs> wanted to push for the highest valuation possible and then a proportion of Miami paying off of that. What mm. Ken Russell negotiated was to take the valuation for it to be clean land already and the valuation for it to be the possibility for the land reclamation and to merge those together to create an average on it so that it's not the highest bid possible. And then what the city will do will be negotiate what they're going to pay on that, which I think is, is fair. I don't like it. I think it, I don't think that that's good for the city, but ultimately compromise is about give and take. Compromise, yeah. you know, you and I have an, a disagreement. We need to come to an understanding about what is fair and what isn't. And I think that that was what Ken Russell did in that moment to negotiate that, and what Moss's lawyers did in that moment was yeah, really yeah. phenomenal to be able to negotiate that in order to facilitate this deal happening yeah and yeah i think the entire thing was super impressive and like i'm, I'm scrolling through twitter now now there's a tweet from don garber congratulations congratulating moss and 
the organization. So it's this is a definitely a big deal for not only Miami but for MLS. You know, Miami is a a team that they really wanted to be in the league. They really want them to be successful. So uh, for for Moss to get this done, it, it just you know it, it it pushes you know other MLS teams that don't have uh, perme- permanent stadium deals. And I'll call them out: Chicago, New England. There are a couple others as well that. You know, you know, it's time to get on the ball. And I know, look at, you know, this process with Miami, it's been so, so, so difficult for them. It's not easy, but, you know, it, it just shows that, you know, if you, you push, push hard enough and you get a proper city uh, a deal for the city, you know, anything can happen. And, you know, look, uh, it's, this has been nearly, you know, tw- since 2014 when the team was initially announced, it's been nearly, you know, nearly 10 years, honestly, uh, for this deal to happen. So I'm just... Yeah, it's just surreal, and it's 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 only gonna boost the club morale even more. You know, not only are they going through a really good uh, win streak right now, and they're playing New England at the weekend. Uh, you know, they have this uh, to look you know, the the construction and the this. You we'll know, we'll this get to that. We'll, we'll get to that in a moment. Yeah, but I, I wanted to close with with a really nice gesture that our producer Andres even just uh, messaged us on. That, that mm. was from Miami FC, who inter Miami obviously is rivals with obviously competes with for fans uh for interest throughout dade county um who inter miami just beat in the u.s open cup for the first time as they played they said we are quote we are excited for inter miami cf on this positive step toward having a stadium in miami we look forward to continuing to build our on-field rivalry and to playing all future Miami Classicos for the Miami football family in the 305. I thought that that was a really, you know, um, just a, just a nice gesture that, that, that we can have this uh, building of soccer in South Florida. The, the one question that I have for you as, as the Dade resident person, and, and you know, Austin uh, is the Broward guy and I'm the Palm Beach guy, is how do you not forget about Broward and Palm Beach now? Or do you just yeah. forget about Broward and Palm Beach? Yeah, I think um, I think the really cool thing is that Miami uh, Inter's uh, headquarters are still going to be in Fort Lauderdale. You know, they're still going to train up there. Um, you know, once uh, the first team comes to Miami, you know, Moss did mention that they are interested in the NWSL side. You know, maybe they will play up there in Fort Lauderdale. There is going to be Inter-Miami 2 still playing up there in Fort Lauderdale. Um, and that's also a good question you had, Ian. I think they just got to continue to, you know, reach out, honestly. It's just a club thing of, um, you know, they just got to reach out. You know, it's not difficult. The the heat also, you know, like, you know, it, it, it's not difficult. You see it with other Miami fran- uh, sports uh, franchises. They reach out to the, the Broward and Palm Beach, you know, uh, people. And it also starts with, you know, having a, a proper TV deal. <laughs> Uh, so they can watch the team, uh, you know, that's a start. And I've been you know, an advocate for that in the West Palm market for years. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. crying and begging and screaming and stomping my feet on that. So, yeah. Yeah, and it's important. You know, it's still, even though it's inter-Miami, it's still a South, you know, it's a Southwater team and anyone can go and support them, you know, like they're playing Fort Lauderdale now. And yeah, and I think as the club grows, you know, they're still in their third year. They're heading to their fourth year um, next season. You know they'll they'll only get better at that, and uh, it will be interesting to see how they they you know combine the the three counties uh, um, as far as that goes. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but it's definitely yeah. something they can they can improve on. So that's the future. Let's talk the present. 
heading up to New England, heading up to Foxborough, and a, a game against the Rebs that, you know, Phil talked about it earlier in the week where he had mentioned that the Rebs are one of the best teams, that they were the Supporter Shield champion last year. Like, this is a good team. They haven't been off to the best start so far. Just, like, blank slate on the road at New England. Where do you assess it before we even get into the the weeds on this? Mm, Difficult. You know, New England still have quality players. Um... And it's an away game, which, you know, it's not advantageous for any team. But, uh, yeah, it'll be difficult because, I don't know, I think Miami, they're they're doing well, but there are still some suspect things that they can work on. And like I said, New England can, you know, hurt them, you know, if they're they're not uh, clean enough or, or if Miami gets sloppy. Uh, I don't want to go into too much detail because this, this is, a you know, a, a stadium-centered episode uh, video. So, um yeah, I think I don't. Know, it's MLS. Anyone can beat anybody, but I, I, New England are they're in a bad spot and they're going to be looking to get a result. And they do have a couple of their players returning. I read that um, Gustavo Bo and Matt Turner are close uh, to returning after injury, but I don't know. I don't know if they'll play. Maybe they'll they'll come off the bench or something. But yeah, they're almost to, to full strength, and that will be a huge boost for Bruce Arena and and them. So um, yeah, Miami just need to be careful. Uh, you know, New England. Uh, like I said, they can hurt you. Look at the last game. They did uh, manage to score uh, two goals, and one of them, I believe, was a penalty. But, you know, Campana, he got that hat trick and all was Campana well. Campana had the hat trick yeah. against New England, right? Yeah, so. yeah. And, you know, the, uh, they're going to be uh, uh, man-marking him very carefully because especially you know, a guy like Andrew Farrell, he was absolutely uh, torched by Leo uh, on one of his goals uh, when they played at Drive Pink. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting matchup, interesting tactical battle. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued to see how it goes, but uh, it'll definitely be a, a difficult uh, match for Miami. Any away game is, so. Yeah, and and Phil had mentioned earlier this week Carlos Gill and Sebastian Lejet that, that, you know, that they have these weapons that can just, they can throw at you. Um, and Inter Miami is trying to like rotate back a healthy squad. Where, where do you see those possibilities that they need to focus on maybe any of those guys that they need to bring back a little quicker than they were hoping to? Gregory comes back, um, and, and so they'll have that option. Um, Jean Mota talked about liking to be higher, but maybe he needs to be back a little more this week. Uh, McVeigh and Damian Lowe. Damian Lowe, who was in the crowd today at the uh, um, the stadium deal, uh, maybe their partnership hasn't really worked as well. So guys like Jovan Jones, who are still a little further away, he's maybe like four or five weeks away. But a Kieran Gibbs and Noah Allen, like guys like that, do you consider that? Do you throw that in your mind, or am I just postulating here? No, you can consider that, especially maybe a guy like Gibbs. Maybe you start him. I know he's still coming off of injury, but, you know, might as well. Or, you know, do you stick with McVeigh at left back? He's been doing pretty decent and give gives that defensive solidity, but he's not as attacking. Maybe you throw on Gibbs. You know, like, you know, New England's not doing too well. Maybe you this is a, a game where, you know, Kieran can come on. 
and you know get some minutes um i don't know it'll be interesting to see there's a lot of guys who are performing well on the field and it'll be difficult to drop them but um that's why phil neville is the coach and not me so um yeah i i, I think it'll be interesting personally i'd like to see bryce duke start every time he's come oh, off the bench he's, I like that. he's done well. yeah he's done well for miami and you know this is a game where he, they could they could use them you know the the, the revs are still very they play that diamond diamond in the midfield, so they're gonna kind of try to control that central area. And having a, a snappy tackler like uh, uh, Bryson there could help with some of the the passing triangles that the Revs will try to do. So, um, yeah, just interesting little personnel battles. But I, I don't know. I think it'll be the same starting eleven. And a happy 18th birthday to Noah Allen, by the way. Yeah, that, that he finally got that. That was exciting for him. Uh, but also, yeah. let, let, let's just close with the, the Inter-Miami 2 game that, that's going to happen as well. They're going to travel mm-hmm. with the first team, which I think is a very exciting opportunity. That's a cool we, thing. Yeah. I, I mean, for a lot of these kids or a lot of these first-year uh, players in professional soccer, I, I, I think is a great opportunity. And, and Darren Powell, the head coach of Inter-Miami 2, talked about that as much earlier this week. Um, I, I think is a great thing for the, the continued progress that you had been talking about within this club. But New England, too, is a good team. I mean, Inter-Miami, too, is currently second in the table. New England, too, is third in the table. They're right there with each other. So um, having all of this pomp and circumstance that they're going to be exposed to, do you like it or do you not like it? Is it too distracting? How do you focus this early on in the year? Uh, no, it'll be a good thing. You know, the more experience the B, uh, the B team or Intermind CF2, the B team, yes, the more experience they get, it only be, you know, better for their development. I, I think last season was a perfect example. Um, I think no, it was Noah Allen, Harvey Neville, and uh, uh, George Acosta, they traveled uh, with the team to New England for and during the last game of the season just to get some experience. So this, you know, full squad, full organization trip up there to New England will be super interesting. And, you know, it, it'll just give the, the younger uh, players a taste of what it's like to be a, a top-level professional. You see the older guys go about it and, you know, you try to model your, your professional, you know, life after guys like, you know, Yedlin, you know, Gregory Mata. So yeah, it's a, it'll be a cool thing to see, and it'll after um, you know today. I think it'll be a really cool organization bonding moment. You know, just to cap off a really good you know last two weeks for the the you know the entire organization with the the win streak and you know Campana's uh, uh breakout and now the, you know the stadium deal and and they got a real cool chance to to you know cap off April with the you know back to back wins with the first team and the B team. So, yeah, they have a really cool opportunity to, to just, you know, close out the month on a high note and, you know, just sort of enjoy it. You know, Inter Miami, they've kind of come a long way and they still have a long ways to go. But, you know, just, yeah, it's just, it's just been a cool couple of weeks for the organization. And, you know, having something like this where both squads get to travel to the same location will be uh, really interesting to see. I think it was Austin who said it that it's now five wins in a row for Inter Miami, four wins on the field, and now with the stadium deal done, one more off the field as well. So for Austin, uh, our producer Andre, she is Alex Winley. I am Ian Hess. Please make sure you like, 
the Heron Outlet on Twitter, on Instagram. Uh, rate, subscribe on our YouTube channel, comment on the videos. Uh, uh, we look and and rate on Alex. You had mentioned like Spotify, Apple, all, all the places that you yeah. can get us. You can get us everywhere. Um, so make make sure you do that. And we look forward to this weekend and keeping the good times rolling because this sure as heck does feel uh, a lot better now that uh, all of this has been decided.